Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's surveilling my... Y- y- you this is robert evans host of it could happen here a podcast about how uh things are kind of falling apart uh and also advice on how to you know deal with that shit um today i'm here with my colleagues garrison davis hello garrison garrison hi sorry garrison. I, I did not know we're getting called on garrison onto my and christopher wong hello Yes, that's right. And we're going to talk about privacy, about uh, information, self-defense, about avoiding surveillance with somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about, because I sure as hell don't. Uh, And for that, I want to welcome Chelsea Manning. Hey, how's it going? Good, Chelsea. Um, Why wouldn't you want the government to know exactly what you're doing? Well, I mean, it's not just the government. Um, Yep. So, you know, one of the things that I do as a security consultant is I, um, is I provide uh, sort of a, an analysis as to what your actual tangible threats are. Um, so depending on who you are, what you're doing, and what environment you're in, um, that, that is going to change. So in the instance of the government, it may be that you are a political dissident. It may be that you are um, engaged in activities that are criminalized in that society or culture um or or it may be that you know you are uh simply trying to get you know you're trying to live your life uh and uh, not not have to engage with um you know tax authorities or you know so, so it can be it can be it can depend on what you're doing uh and who you're trying to avoid um with respect to the government um I mostly focus on political activism and dissidents and, uh, you know, a part of that is, you know, ensuring that uh, you are actually not being, uh, you know, spied on or uh, threatened by uh, whoever your government uh, is, whether it's a local, state, national or international threat for you. And uh, I don't know, I, I guess my first question would be like, 
for a person who's, um, I don't know, per- perhaps a, a slightly lower imminent threat of, I mean, any of the stuff that, that you worry about, uh, or that perhaps people who are much more involved in kind of organizing have to worry about, like, what is, right. what do you think is kind of the basic security hygiene toolkit that, you know, an, an average person ought to, ought to at least understand, if not, uh, actively practice? Right. So the basics are, you know, uh, a privacy-based browser, you know, something that doesn't have cookies for your internet browsing. Um, and you know, changing, does that ch- changing, mean I shouldn't be using Firefox? No, I mean, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, it's it's understanding the privacy features of your particular um, mm-hmm. br- browser. Um, there are browsers like Brave that spe- that that specifically specialize in this, or Tor browser, but. Um, you know, m- the vast majority of browsers today have privacy fe- features. Although, you know, uh, there are there there are risks that come with that as to whether or not they are um, revealing the true nature of how much you know information that they're collecting on you, where it's stored, whether it's in a cloud hosting service or whether it's you know on your on your device, on your phone, on your computer, um, or whether or not it's being sold to a third party uh, adver- advertising, you know, company or, you know, to advertisers or to, you know, uh, data mining companies. Um, so, you know, it's, it really depends, you know, like basically, basically nothing you do, unfortunately, nothing you do on the internet or on an electronic device is that is connected to another computer um, is truly 100% private. Um, so it's about sort of reducing your... Um, your, we would say, surface area, your attack surface area or your uh, visibility surface area as much as possible, while also maintaining a certain amount of, um, you know, usability. Because, you know, you, you, can, you can go out into a cabin in Montana and live, live off of, live, live out in the woods if you so choose. But, I mean, you're not going to be able to accomplish, you know, the things that you need to do. Um, that you, you that you can do with mobile devices, with uh, computers, with servers, and with cloud cloud services. So it's about it's about balancing. It's about balancing the risk versus what you actually want to accomplish and how usable that is. Yeah, and I don't know what is what is like when you think of a of a of kind of an ideal browser solution because right like Tor is a is a whole thing as opposed to just like grabbing chrome or, or firefox it's 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 more yeah. involved of a process to use what do you think like what it when you're kind of like recommending like what people should do kind of what is what is your probably safe best practice in terms of just browsing in terms of just browsing i would say know the know the sites that you're browsing know their privacy um you know like you don't have to read the privacy, um, you know, terms and conditions uh, yourself because it's usually in legalistic gobbledygook. Um, but you can read articles about it. You can find out, um, you know, from somebody who knows um, what those are and how they change. You have to update that. So, you know, they mm-hmm. update their terms of service sometimes every six months. Uh, I know that uh, some companies uh, do this more frequently and they don't notify you. They, and they'll, they'll notify you that it, it's been changed like three months ago, you know, like, so, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep, keep on top of it. Um, and then, um, you know, redu- you know, just sort of like, no, I mean, another big thing is, is password hygiene. You know, you, you gotta use, I mean, I always recommend using a, a password manager. Like the most basic people should use, a strong password manager um, that s- generates, pa- you know, specific passwords for specific accounts um, because you know nobody nobody can memorize no 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 nobody can memorize like I I, th- I think I have like ninety passwords that I use on a regular basis but I've, I I only I only memorize like three or four you know for my one for my device um, one for each specific device and then another for the password manager itself so you know you know it's just it just mostly, you know, it, it, those are basics. So everyone should be doing those things. They aren't, but you should. You know, even if you're, even if you are, you, you, your, uh, your political views are that you know, Brit- Britney Spears should be freed. Uh, you know, it, 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 if if it if you're not facing like an existential threat from your 
from like a, a, a you know, fascist dictator, you know, or, uh, or a police state that, you know, is discriminating against, you know, a particular class of or group of people, then you should be doing these things anyway. You know, even though they would help you in that situation, you should be doing these things baseline. And, um, okay, so outside of just kind of like browsing protection, right? Like, let's let's say uh, that's not your primary worry. Let's say you're worried about being kind of like physically surveilled um, or yeah. physically followed, having your, your, your space, having someone enter it, um, and, uh, you know, potentially even when you're not there. What are kind of the physical security measures that, uh, that you think are kind of accessible, you know, without getting James Bond about it and buying a bunch of bugs? Like we're talking kind of low tech, low cost things that uh, a person could deploy kind of in the moment if they suddenly start to worry that they're being targeted for that sort of thing. Right. So in terms of physical surveillance and protection, um, there's again, you know, a, a ladder in terms of what you can do and what you should do. Um, some basic things are put a, put a strong alphanumeric password onto your phone. Um, even if you have, uh, you know, your facial recognition or your, your touch feature enabled, um, your biometrics enabled, um, maintain physical possession of your phone, have a strong password, and then if you are in an environment where you feel that you're at risk, know how to disable the biometric feature. For instance, you know, with my phone, the iPhone 12, you have to hold down two buttons for five seconds. Um, it, you know, it's the, it's, the top, it's the up volume button and the, the power button. If you hold those two down for five seconds, uh, it automatically locks the biometric features, features which don't have the same protections um, as, yeah. I mean, they don't have the same legal protections as your password. And, you know, you, you, you can't be forced... And even if you even if you are in a place where they can force you to do so, you know, they can't just hold up your phone or, you know, put your finger right onto to your device. Um, have a, encrypt your phones, like ensure that you have hardware encryption on your Apple uh, on your, that you're, you know, I, I always recommend like iPhones uh, in particular for people, not because Androids are bad or anything. It's just that, you know, the, the type of encryption that it uses is built baked into the hardware as opposed to um in, into the software you know and i know there's this whole debate over and you know android you know a apple being able to decrypt phones and 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 things like that but i mean it, at the end of the day uh, an android phone is 100,000 times easier to break into than an apple phone um just by virtue of the fact that uh, it has hardware encryption it, 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 and it's baked right into the device. Uh, and um, Android phones use uh, use software, uh, which is a, a type of software that is uh, crackable, um, you know, uh, and it's the type that's used on like a Linux computer, you know, crypt setup. So, um, and yeah, so as you're moving up the ladder uh, in terms of like physical surveillance um, by somebody who's following you, um, there is this. Uh, there, there are ways in which you can detect that because you know you can be paranoid and you can be like, okay, is this person following? Well, but you know, there's things that you can do. You know, you can alter your route. You can alter the patterns of where and how you are moving. Um, for instance, if you go to the coffee shop at 3 p.m. every day uh, at the same time uh, every weekday that you go to your, you know, where, wherever you you go, um, change it up. You know, like don't don't go to that coffee shop one day or go to a different coffee shop or, you know, change up the pattern of how you go, like, you know, go down this street, you know, mix, mix it up a bit. Um, if you are active, if you believe that you are actively being surveilled, you can do what's called a uh, surveillance detection route, which is where you alter your path uh, to a pre-designated um, bottleneck where no other person well, there's no, there's no way of like, there's not like three paths to the same place. There's a bottleneck, like a bridge or a tunnel or an alleyway that um, you would have to go through um, if you are being followed, and then you can de detect and, and confirm that you are in fact being followed by uh, by a, by an individual. And sur physical surveillance is typically not done by an individual. Um, obviously, in the case of like a stalker, it may be, but um, if it, if it, if it's like a 
a law enforcement agency or an intelligence agency or uh, even like a, a paramilitary, you know, militia group. Um, typically, they're going to use uh, two, t- typically at least three or more um, people to that are in communication with each other. And then that's another thing that you can look for is do they have radios? Do they have earpieces? Are they wearing clothing that would um, hide uh, the fact that they're wearing a radio, for instance, or, you know, and I'll, th- that also goes for like firearms, right? You know, if, if they're wearing a, a baggy clothing um, or a suit that uh, is a little ill-fitting, it, it, it's a little too much, then they may be trying to uh, hide um, some bulge or something. Somebody who's in a tight-fitting leotard is probably not surveilling you. And um, one of the things that kind of I always have in mind when I'm at like a hotel or a, you know an Airbnb or whatever in a strange place, if I am concerned about like being followed, is trying to set up little um, little catches. Uh, yeah, and, they're called yeah, telltales. Yeah, yeah telltales. Um, could you talk about that a little bit? So telltales, and there's new, there's hundreds of methods mm-hmm. of uh, doing these things. So they're little. So sometimes they can be, um, sometimes they can be simple things like setting a, a book or an item on top of something or in front of something at a particular angle, and that angle may be, you, you know, you can take a picture of it or you can mark the angle of that particular item. Um, you know, something that that you know you would pe- that you would not think. You know, you would just be like, okay, here's an item that's in the way, and you might move that if you are trying to surreptitiously enter into something. Um, and then they would put it back, but they wouldn't put it back quite in the same way, right? So if they if they don't see the telltale, the fact that it's a telltale, um, they may they they may it may be like completely off, right? Um, there's also things that you can do in terms of like having seals. Um, you know, I, I tend to keep, um, you know, evidence tape, which uh, is difficult to break and serialize that evidence tape at that um, to know that, you know, that it has a particular serial number on it um, mm-hmm. to be able to detect whether uh, an item has been broken uh, into um, or that, you know, that the seal has been broken into. And that would be very difficult. I mean, it's possible, but it would take you would be talking about the resources of of a very sophisticated state actor with an enormous amount of planning and an enormous amount of intelligence uh, gathering to be able to to replicate um, that uh, that seal that's been broken. Um, and there's s- simple things like you know using using tape and spaghetti, you know, like dried spaghetti, like pre like pre cooked sp- spaghetti, something that would break if you know a door is open or something. Literally, so, you know, that are- photo of the Cheeto I- over the uh, the door latch. Yeah, I, I think that's from uh, that, that that's from Death Note, right? I I don't know actually. You know, I, I you and I talk pretty regularly, and one thing you you've kind yeah. of are constantly going over in your head is kind of different potential uh, risk scenarios you see happening. Um, you spend a lot of time thinking about what might happen um, and what the what the the best response would be in that situation. Yeah, um, and, pre- and, when- and there's a lot of precedent for most most things. Most things are typically a lot of precedent. You know, it may not be. I mean, like for instance, in the U.S., you know, there may be situations or you know things that are that have that have happened in the past, um, but not recently, or things that um, have happened internationally that have not happened recently in the U.S. That you can look to as as a as a corollary or an example. So yeah, what do you, I mean, when it, when it comes to kind of threats you see for, let's say people who are, uh, activists, community organizers who have, you know, had their face published as, as part of an anti-fascist gathering or whatever, when you think about like crackdown concerns, um, what are kind of the, um, what are kind of, what are the potentialities that kind of run through your head as, as, as kind of likely narrative events that, that could happen and then kind of what you see is the best uh, reactions to those. Right. So, you know, I, I, I mostly focus on um, either the basics or the worst case scenario. So obviously there's that, that step ladder, right? You know, mm-hmm. so I am always thinking about, um, you know, the, the, the basics of, you know, okay, what happens if I have been doxxed, right? 
you know, the vast majority of, of people that come to me for assistance tend to be people who are afraid of being doxxed or who have already been doxxed. Um, mm-hmm. Doxing is, a, this is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll just explain it real fast. You know, do- doxing is whenever either your face, your, your identity, um, who, what your name is, your age, your location, who your family is, your associations have been revealed and, pub- and, and shared with uh, a threat group or a large group of people who may, who, who could potentially gather this information and be a th- and, and use it as a threat against you, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to harass you, to show up at your house, to, um, find you in a crowd, um, and to attack you or to harass you or to, you know, um, discourage an employer from working with you and whatnot. Um, and so, you know, they're like, unfortunately, once they're doxxed, it's kind of hard to, it's, it's, it, 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 you know, it's a, it's a, it's an entropy cut kind of thing. Like it's, it's, you, you can break it, you know, like you, you can, you can, once you make an omelet out of eggs, it's very hard to make that the eggs back into an omelet, right? So, um, you've got to kind of start over after you've already been doxxed and, and start from scratch in terms of like how to protect yourself. And it, you'll never have the same level of protection as you did if you hadn't been doxxed in the first place. And that's, that's the unfortunate reality. Um, the kinds of things that you, you can try to do, obviously, you know, if you were in a, a crowd where um, you may be doxxed, you know, wear some kind of face face covering or protection. You know, obviously we're in a pandemic, so, you know, uh, m- you know, masks make sense these days. Um, another situation that, or another thing that you can do is you can just avoid being in the the main group of a crowd or in the front line of a crowd like that you know it, it sometimes is just as simple as just not being where the cameras are as well like being mm-hmm. aware of where cameras are where people who are maybe what you know like documenting things are and avoiding those locations i personally tend to be around the journalist gaggle myself because that way I see where the cameras are pointed because I'm behind them as opposed mm-hmm. to in front of them. So that's my own personal little trick to not being um, captured in on film or on camera, um, at, you know, if, if I'm at an event. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, so something as simple as that is just sort of knowing your angles and knowing, you know, uh, who's watching and 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 things like that. And then uh, don't put out your address. Don't give out your address and, you know, like do surveillance detect, you know, do surveillance detection routes when you go home or when you're leaving, you know, for a, a high risk uh, event or activity. Um, and, um, you know, uh, just the more that you think about it, the the more and the more questions that you ask, the better off you are, to, you, you tend to be. And um I think that a lot of people get very focused on their phones as well, as opposed to like simple things like their faces and um, their interactions and how they and how they dress and how they look in a crowd. Um, there's this concept called the gray person concept. Um, mm-hmm. Prep, you know, prepper. The prepper community tends to to generate. Yeah, the gray as, man. As, as the gray man. Yeah, 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 and you know, like okay, so I'll, I'll wait on that. No, 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 no. Uh, you, go ahead and explain it, and then I'll talk about because I think there's a there's a difference between the wisdom in the concept and also how right. idiots tend to uh, adopt it. So I'll, I'll chat about that after you introduce it. <laughs> right. So the gray person concept, in my mind, it tends to be a way of you know just sort of blending into a crowd, you know, or into uh, an environment. Right. You know, if you are in a small town in a rural area, you know, dress like look look how other people dress you know if you show up you know wearing a wearing a um, bright colored you know um jacket with brand names on it and a, a a beanie cap you'll probably be recognizable even by people who are not looking for you though there will be people who will be like that person looks out of place and then they can go come back in their memory and be like you know, if somebody asks uh, questions, them they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember the person in the orange Nike jacket wearing a, a red cap." You know, um, the gray person concept is about avoiding that, just being being unrememberable, unrecognizable in in a crowd, in an environment like that. You know, um, I have I have names for what I do. Like I have my I have my my soccer mom vibe. 
I have my, you know, for, for the suburbs, I have my uh, business attire vibe for when I'm in an urban area. I have, um, you know, my street, I have my street clothing, you know, for if I'm at a protest or uh, at a march of some variety. Um, and, and then, you know, if I'm out in the rural areas, you know, I've got my, I've got my jeans, I've got my belt buckle, and I've got my, uh, I've got my plaid, my plaid for, shirt, right? You know, so it, it, it you know, and with a little bit of camo, right? You know, like it depends on your environment. Um, but, you know, so basics are no bright, avoid bright colors, um, avoid branding, unless everybody else is wearing the same branding. So if you're at a sport, if you're, if you're in a college town, you know, and you have the, the mascot of the mascot of that team is everywhere, then it makes sense um, to have a jacket that has that sports team color on it, you know, uh, or that, or that mascot on it. Um, you know, so it's about, it's, 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 it's a juggle and it's an adjustment and no situation is the same. Like this idea that there, there's this one gray person outfit is kind of absurd. And, uh, I, yeah. I think a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people who do this stuff, they, they tend to like buy the most tactical stuff. Like don't wear, don't wear, yeah. don't wear tactical gear and, Hawaiian shirts, you know, uh, in the middle of uh, in the middle of um, in the middle of like upstate New York, for instance. Right. You're going to yeah. you're going to stand out. So the gray man and it's usually referred to in like kind of the tactical prepper community is like gray man um, yes. has has turned into its its whole fashioned brand, which is like yeah. literally the opposite of the point. The point is that like nothing about you would stand out in a crowd. Um, but people have this, like, if you, if you're, if you're, if you, if you're like me and you talk about guns at all on social media, you get a bunch of targeted ads for like specific backpacks that are meant to carry entire rifles and have like body armor panels in them and like yeah, we, armored we know, hoodies we, with gun holsters. And- we know it and we see it. So if we, if we're, yeah. it, you know, I, I can tell a five eleven tactical bag from a mile away, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I own them. I care. I, I own, I own good bags. I carry good bags. But um, yeah. the idea that the idea that a threat that a, that a potential threat isn't going to immediately recognize those brands, uh, those brands of bags and those form factors of bags and and uh, jackets and pants is absurd. You know, any law enforcement person is going to know. You know, any law enforcement or intelligence or uh, paramilitary group is going to be able to be like, I know that I know those pants. Yeah, you you would be much more useful to basically Jerry. Jerry rig your own in these scenarios, kind of like what booster bags used to be. Uh, there's yeah. like brands that like sell them now, which is like, no, that's not the point of <laughs> you don't yeah. want yeah. like a brand like actually, booster bag. That's not if, the thing. <laughs> if you want if you want if you want strong, sturdy wear, then go for the tactical stuff. But if you're trying to do the gray person concept, go to Target. Yeah. Yeah. The, like the 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 way it's been taken by like the prepper tactical community is you have to like dress like Jason Bourne. Right. And like, yeah. so everybody who winds up doing gray man in that community winds up looking like a federal agent. Right. They have like, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the cargo pants and they've got like but a, if, a, a. Yeah. But as soon as you wear but a if you're in, hoodie, you, everyone can see you. <laughs> But if you're in Northern Virginia, that is the gray person. Like if you are yeah, in a sure. if you're in Fed town, country, dress like a Fed for sure. Yeah. Um, but if you're like, in Portland, even like smaller, wear a black like, hoodie. You know? Yeah. yeah. And there's even like smaller, simple things. Like I, my, uh, I, I have a friend who is is decently good at like this gray person <laughs> concept. I don't think he uses that term, but he teaches stealth classes at a parkour gym I used to go at. Um, and one of the main things that that gets talked about is like even like controlling where your eyes are and controlling where your head is is super yeah. useful for trying to do that. Like if you're like looking around always, if you're always perked up, if you're try- if you're like very focused on things, people are gonna pay attention to you. If 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 you keep your head down, if you keep your body kind of slouched, uh, people's eyes graze over you so so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be be the loser kid in the hallway and absolutely yeah, school. be the go to a grocery store and like. Watch the moms, right? Like, watch the kind of clothing they're wearing, or like, watch you know, dads with their kids. Like, watch people who normally you would just kind of like, oh, these are just other people around in the world. Um, and 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 dress like those people. Like, they don't. That doesn't attract much in the way of attention. Like, you you are you are being less of a gray man if you're wearing the specific gun concealing tactical pants than if you're wearing. I don't know, sweatpants and a flannel, you know, like yep. just, just, just like think about how people actually dress in the world and go at like part of 
effectively doing that is actually paying attention. It's like Chelsea said, if you live in a place where like every third person is a government contractor, then yeah, maybe maybe go with the khakis and the polo and whatever, like, right? Yeah. Like that's that may be your best bet. Um, but if you're in Williamsburg or whatever, you're going to have, there's going to be different clothing that isn't going to like arouse any suspicion. Right. And you know, you, you know, you, we, you all often saw this as an example, you know, for my own military background, you know, you would see this with, um, with special forces, right? The special mm-hmm. operators would come in wearing, you know, would come into a village wearing just decked out in tactical gear and yeah. with their beard, with their beards and their, um, and their schmogs. Right. And, you know, of course, of course they stand out. Right. You know, it, 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 the idea that they were, that they were secret or that they were invisible is, is, you know, they may, they, they may fit into the culture and they may look cool, but they, you know, uh, a, a, a true operator, uh, is is not going to do those things. I mean, at least one who is who is actually trying to do the great person concept. Yeah, and it's um, it it kind of dovetails into one of the other things I think is the dumbest thing you see on kind of like the prepper whatever right is a uh, like open carry, which is like you can't get further from this concept than than visibly carrying a weapon. Um, yeah, which if your your goal and it always should be in a violent situation. Yeah, it should be it should be concealed but accessible. Yeah, if if you're carrying a firearm, but in general, um, there's there's a concept within kind of uh, like the military and people who like particularly within kind of like special forces uh, of it's called the onion of survivability. And the basic yes. idea, you know, it's a, it's a diagram of an onion that's supposed to kind of explain to you the different things you can do that make you more survivable in a gunfight or another dangerous situation. And yeah. stuff like having body armor is the tiniest part of the onion. Cause if body armor is useful to you, a number of things have gone wrong because you've been shot like, it's not the worst yeah. case scenario, but it's the second worst case scenario. The things that protect you most are not having body armor there, not being seen. If you are seen, not being acquired, which means not be, but not being seen, not being noticed, not being targeted is by far like the biggest thing. Um, and so if, you know, you are wherever you are becomes a, a markedly more dangerous place, whether you specifically are targeted or if there's just a lot of random violence going on. Your best bet for safety is always going to be not being targeted. Um, and obviously, there's no perfectly doing that, right? As you know, we've all seen enough stories of mass shootings where the victim is a bunch of kids in a fucking elementary school. I'm not trying to like victim blame people who do get yeah. targeted, but there are things that you can do to make it less likely that you'll be targeted because anyone looking to do well, violence. There are- is, there, is you know, there, there are also things yeah. that you can't do, like you know, sure. like you can't change, you can't change the color of your skin, you can't Absolutely. change the language that you speak, you know, uh, and these are these are things that uh, the prepper community just don't take into effect. It's always yes. it's always a white it's always a white dude, right? You know, yeah, uh, you know, and and I, me being a femme presenting trans person, right? My outfits tend to lean towards something that is non-threatening in a in a gray person situation, like, and that's why I I have my sort of. Uh, my my soccer mom get up right you know which is you know it, it, it's the kind of thing where you know you wouldn't notice me in a in in a um, in a Walmart right you know <laughs> it, it it it's I'm not wearing you know I'm not wearing boots I'm not wearing you know fancy clothes mm-hmm. I'm not wearing you know it's 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 stuff that you get at Target it's it, and it's like faded clothes yeah. it, it's it's faded clothing that maybe like one that's been worn a bit but you know. Uh, neutral co- neutral tones of clothing um you know a bag you know just what fits for that particular environment right you know and and who you are will affect that you know if you have brown skin you are not going to be able to dress up the same way as you would in west texas like you're not going to be mm-hmm. able to blend in um the same way that a that a, a white ca- you know guy in a cowboy in a you know in a gallon sized cowboy hat is able to do
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. I would like to talk about something that was brought up a lot last year, mostly towards the end of the protests, with stuff like Cellbrite and Pegasus. Um, oh boy, yeah the uh, the the MSI catchers or whatever they are the um, yeah um, F- yeah. phone hacking slash phone cloning yeah. um, specifically those two brands boast for their abilities to break into Apple phones uh, both. From a distance, and you know, with when once the phone is actually like once they have physical possession of the phone, um, and you know, this freaked out a lot of people. And people, you know, there's a, a lot of people when they go to demos, they they talk about like not not bringing your phone, which can be very very useful for a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, but for some people, it is an it is it is a necessity um, because they need for for various reasons they need it to like get around to can to get in contact with certain people. Um, so what are good security things to kind of get in the habit of if you need to have your phone at places and you are thinking of these types of surveillance technologies, you know, is stuff like are, are Faraday bags useful? Are are certain brands yeah. better than others? What are like I know there's, there's a lot of like grifting in this kind of sphere online as well. People who like make these like, you know, security type of things, for, you know, to protect yourself. There's a lot of like dubious websites claiming that they can protect you. Um, yeah. Yeah. How, how would one go about? Well, first thing, if, if if you would be able to explain what Cellbrite is, um, and like what what would people could do to, well, yeah, to try so, to prevent some of the worst effects. So there are a number of tools that uh, law enforcement and forensics um, offices use. Um, they're not as good as the intelligence agencies. You know, I think people just jumped immediately to the NSA because of the the Snowden leaks in 2013. Um, you know, uh, your biggest threat groups are actually going to be low, much lower tier if if you're a protester, um, since those are those the, those methods tend to be reserved for the most uh, um, for the most extreme cases. You know, not anything involving like large mass casualty incidents, national security, or you know, foreign foreign states. Right? Uh, if you're a protester on the street, um, your biggest threat group is going to be your local law enforcement and your local federal eight federal agencies in the u.s 
Um, and the methods that they use are going to be these these tools called you know there there are different brand there are different brands for it. Um, there are different there are different methods. Um, you know for uh, IMSI catching, which is an older method um, for uh, you know capturing your location, both your location uh, and uh, what you know any text messages that you're doing over SMS um, can be just sort of grabbed out of the air. Um, uh, if you're using a data plan. Um, you know, like just tend to, you know, your, your, your stuff is going to be at a higher level of, of encryption. So you want to keep your, if you are going to use your communications, use encrypted communications, you, I, I highly recommend Signal. Um, there are a number of problems with WhatsApp. There's a number of problems with Telegram. There's another a number of problems with all these different applications. They will, they will provide you some level of protection, but sing, but Signal, I, I think is, is just the most, is just the safest and the most reliable but it also isn't perfect, and there are going to be situations where, sig where you know, using Signal fails. Um, I, I, you know, uh, I can think of a number of situations where Signal, in particular, failed on Android devices that were physical that that physical possession was obtained by a law enforcement agency, mm -hmm. and they they were able to even see disappeared messages. Um, and that that brings us back a little bit to the uh, d turning off, you know, the thing that is often recommended for protesters, turn off biometrics if you're going, if you're bringing your phone to a protest, yeah. which oh. is not ideal, turn off biometrics and... Uh, and yeah. turn off, like, visible notifications. So, like, when you yes. get messages, yeah. they aren't <laughs> popping up with people's names and all the contents of the message. Because then right. they don't need to break into the phone. They can just mm -hmm. watch your screen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, put and, it in Do Not Disturb. Stick it in a Faraday bag. Put the Faraday bag in one of your holes. Turn off your phone. Importantly, mm -hmm. if you're if you put mm -hmm. it, if you, if you have a Faraday bag, there's no there's no point if you put your bag into a Faraday. <laughs> if you put your if you have your cell phone not on airplane mode and it's on the data, it's on the the cell network and it's it, and you know it's pinging and you've got bars and you leave it on and you put it into a Faraday bag, you may as well. You may as well just be in an elevator at that point mm -hmm. because that's the best protection you're going to get. You can double wrap it, but actually physically, like turn it off into completely off to where you actually have to turn it on if you're going to put it into a Faraday bag because mm -hmm. you are reducing the purpose and, and the level of protection that you have. I, I know a number of people who have made this mistake where they think, "Oh, I, my my phone is safe because it's in a Faraday bag." Well, you know, you have you are muffling your you, you're, yeah. you're getting one bar, but you're you're still if somebody's close enough and they have the if they have yeah. if they're physically close enough they can still imsy catch they can still identify you and and your phone is automatically going to try to transmit harder and and use up more battery power so it's it's even a risk in terms of like you know uh just soaking sucking up all the juice out out of, out of your battery as quickly as possible you know by putting it in there and, and it's not it's not off um and yeah, I, I think that turning off your phone, keep putting it in a, into a Faraday bag, um, is is the best is the best compromise for not bringing your phone at all. Um, that's what I tend to do: is I turn off my phone, put it into a Faraday bag, d dig it into my bag, and then if I need it, I can pull it out. And I keep my phone on airplane mode and use you know like whatever Wi-Fi services there are with a VPN. Yeah. Like these are things that I do if I'm in, if I'm in a situation like that. Um, one thing that's been on my mind more and more are, you know, w situations where which are more extreme and which are less of what we've been seeing for the last, you know, decade or so. And what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, what I mean is, is imagine such a situations where, um, you know, the people in the United States haven't seen haven't seen very often the full effects of the security establishment just unleashed, unchained, yeah, right? That boomerang um, hasn't come all the way back around yet. Right. Oh, it has. It's just that people have forgotten about situations where the government has unleashed its full potential, right? Yeah, you know, standing I, I often, rock. Yeah. Oh, even even bigger, like, you know, uh, the, 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 biggest, the biggest example that I can think of is the Boston bombing, right? Where essentially... West Boston and and Cambridge and Watertown were turned into a were turned into a military occupation, right? Where they were just warrantlessly busting down doors, using every single surveillance method, you know, and and just you know, it, it, the somebody you know pushed the you know somebody in Washington pushed the button and said we're going to you know 
unleash the full potential, you know. And it was oh, oh it was over two guys, you know, who mm-hmm. and and who who murdered a couple of people, you know, uh, you know, and, and more people have died, more more people have died in some of these protests than you know than they killed and injured in that bombing. So you know, like the the government has the option and the choice to fully unleash its full potential. And those are the kinds of situations that I've been trying to sort of threat model for is situations that are more extreme and that are, that we haven't really encountered before. Um, you know, what, what happens whenever, you know, warrants don't mean anything. What happens whenever, you know, like what happens whenever you have a blend, a hybridized blend between a pair, between whether, you know, you can't tell whether it's a, a, whether it's a paramilitary street gang or if it's a or if it's a legitimate law enforcement agency, you know, like and which is and something that happened to people in Oregon last year with the checkpoints during fire season where there were folks who looked almost indistinguishable from cops in in their body armor and guns uh checking people for driving into certain towns. Um yeah. it's a mild version of the thing you're talking about, but like this isn't, you know, this isn't uh what what you're modeling is like five minutes ahead it's not a not a huge leap yeah so you know in those kinds of situations you know um your threat models are going to change uh, for everyone right you know in that instance you know um you may not have internet access it may be shut down it may be restricted right you know so the, a lot of those things a lot of those resources that uh, i was suggesting before in terms of protecting yourself are you know uh are for situations where you have a, a somewhat functioning you know, liberal society and government, right? With, with, with some norms and protections, right? But if those norms and protections are eroded to a, to a certain point or they are removed, then you need to start look, thinking about like the kinds of methods that are used by more extreme situate in more extreme situations, such as in conflict zones, like where you are, you might not use your cell phone at all. You may only use a laptop, you know, uh, that is disconnected from the internet and to do all of your things, you may have to physically carry, you know, um, USB devices to transfer information. You may need, you know, your, your, your least concern may, may be showing at a pro, up at a protest. Your, 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 your primary motivation may be to avoid all crowds at all, you know, in those kinds of situations, you know, you, you, you know, it, 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 that, and that's what I've, what I've been talking about in terms of like threat modeling. You, you have to understand what your threat is and that can change. You know, mm-hmm. if you're a normie, that can, that, that can shoot up if you're in a situation where you're not sure who the actual governing authority is. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. I don't want to, with this, get to the place where we're like we're like trying to ant people up or freak them out. Part of the point of right. like thinking about this stuff and and understanding, um, kind of the 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 risks and and what could happen and how to mitigate it is so that, um, it's less freaky if something like it happens, um, right. and so that you're kind of prepared and understand like what the possibilities are, um, and I I wonder kind of why you think we didn't hit things didn't go as like to the extent you were talking about like what happens if this national security apparatus turns like it, it on fully and hits people kind of like full in the face. Why right. do you think that didn't happen last year? So I think it didn't happen last year because you know, the, it was, it wasn't, it, it was too big of a protest movement for the government to, to try to suppress fully. Um, and it would lead to backlash. And also it wasn't, it wasn't enough of a threat to the order of things, so to speak, um, for it to be for that level of, you know, uh, of extreme measures to be, uh, enacted and, and, and used, right. Um, those are, those, those methods tend to be used for the most extreme situations in which the, the, the federal, in which the federal government in particular, not just the state and local authorities, but the federal government feels that there is a that there is a distinct threat. I mean, obviously, in the case of the Boston bombing, um, they viewed the, they viewed the you know they they viewed that situation very differently than they do you know a couple thousand people protesting. You know, um, it it just it just has very very different um, it has very very different uh, intent. What my concern is is what happens when. Um, you know, local state and local authorities in a particular region or locality cease to function. You know, they just stop showing up and what the federal government does in that situation. Right. You know, where, you know, law enforcement decides, actually, we're we're going to let, you know, we're, we're going to let people murder each other. We don't care. You know, um, we're going to let we're going to let uh, paramilitary groups do policing operations. We don't care. You know, in that kind of situation, uh, the federal government may step in uh and uh, assert its authority you know and it has happened before you know reconstruction um you know where sh- you know there wasn't really a share there weren't really sheriffs that you could go to in the south so you know the military essentially established uh, its own court system its own government um so th- there is precedent and but it's never been used in the the 21st century high technology high surveillance like you know we're like the, the 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 Union Army in in South Carolina was not using drones, right? I, I wonder if the, the closest thing we've gotten to that sort of recently was during the LA riots in the nineties. Yes, because, I mean, like yeah, you know, they, they deployed the army there. We, I think we, we yeah. almost got that last summer. We but, did. Yeah. Um, the yeah. problem. The problem to. there. The problem is, is that there there were too, it was happening in too many cities, and the federal the the military only had. Like people forget the military only has so many logistics that it can mm-hmm. move at a time, right? It actually takes time to move a division of troops, right? You know, uh, you can move a brigade combat team in 96 hours only because that that brigade combat team has been designated and has been trained for and been tooled up for six months to be able to do that. And it can only do that. It only has that capability for a year, right? So a... The idea that you can move multiple divisions of troops to a to multiple major cities uh, in a in the span of a week or a month is is a reaching. You know, you have to pre-stage that stuff. It takes time. It takes time to move this stuff. Even even if you cut corners, you know, the redeployment in Afghanistan is about the speed that you're going to see 
uh, a a deployment within the United States of, say, um, the military or and whatnot. And that's essentially like a deployment to a city and is even in some ways kind of less than you would need because of the limited scope of the mission if you were trying to like lock down New York or Los Angeles. Right. Um, you could you could yeah. send you could send active duty troops to Los Angeles in 1992 because it's it's limited to Los Angeles. You have a specific mission. You also have you know you, there used to be a military base that was nearby. Um, you know not not nearby like nearby in military terms, like a three hour mm-hmm. drive. You know you had you had um, what is it Fort Ordo uh, in yeah and there's over there's, by, uh, by Monterey. I, I don't know if it was called Basalone yet, but yeah, there there's like Marine Corps training bases near uh, yeah. San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, like it, it's feasible, right? The idea that you can that you can do this in in uh what 50 60 cities is yeah you can't do it it's yeah I mean, the, like, <laughs> we couldn't do it in iraq with uh yeah. with 120,000 troops so like, you know the best the best we could do was like deploy was deploy a div was deploy a division here and there and play you know what john mccain called whack-a-mole yeah trump yeah trump did ask the military to come to portland they just said no uh because they thought it would be a bad idea so <laughs> instead we got yeah. the DHS. and we're, we're um, where where this where would those troops come from? What affiliate yeah. you know, what kind of what kind yeah. of uh affiliation would they have? What kind of, you know, um National Guard tr- tr- National Guard troops tend to reflect the uh sentiment of a slightly more right wing um you know, version of the population. Maybe maybe the Overton window is a little bit more to the right, but not that much. You know, yeah, they're not um, not certainly not as much as like cops. It's a much more mainstream chunk of the populace. Um, yeah, which is why when we did have National Guard in Portland, uh, they were a lot less violent than the federal agents had been, or than the cops. Yeah, they're also green. You know, they're they don't have the they don't they they have they haven't been inculcated or indoctrinated for years with this idea that we are we are here to uh, occupy and to suppress right. Um, in this very, that it takes a while for that mindset to sort of set in. It did happen in Iraq and Afghanistan, so it doesn't mean that troops can't won't won't gain that mindset if there's if there was a domestic occupation of some variety um, uh, from a federalization of troops. But it would it would start to kick in, and it wouldn't it wouldn't take it wouldn't take as long as you think. Maybe 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 a few in, maybe a few violent incidents, you know, before that me- mentality starts to to kick in. The one other interesting thing to look at, like in terms of like how fast security apparatus can be deployed, is like in the days after January sixth, there was like a lot of people um, who were getting door knocks from the FBI. Like there was a lot yes. of there's a, a lot of people like to the point where there was like bystanders who were just watching were like the FBI showed up at my house and they said that they knew I was around January 6th and they like they showed me on a map the actual spot where I was standing on the sidewalk and like the FBI very quickly got tons of phone records um, yeah that was like a, immediate so like they don't always have them all the time but they can get them very quickly whenever they want to yeah, yeah. yeah they were reaching out to so many people that like FBI agents whose job is not at all doing anything like that. Like everybody who was like not out sick for work was doing doorknob knocks. Like people who were in completely different branches because they were they were they had gotten so many people's records and they were just kind of flooding the zone. Um, yeah, which I think yeah. was less less about fact finding because I don't think I don't know how much I think it was less about fact finding and more about kind of a show of force. The, yeah. You know, the kind of force that the FBI does exert, which is information force primarily. Yeah. I mean, that in presence, you know, uh, the fact yeah, that you, yeah. they can knock on door, they can knock on yeah. your doors, even though they there may not be no actual purpose. You might not have information, but they don't care because the whole point is we knocked on your door. Like we, yeah. you know, um, that it, it. One six was the second. I mean, I was, I think, the largest investigation. I mean, which is. Quite something if you look at the fact that 9-11 was previously the largest investigation. Like, 9-11 is now the <laughs> second largest federal law enforcement investigation in U.S. history, with 1-6 being higher. Um, we not, not, we that, did it, everybody. Know, we beat Bin Laden. 
Yeah. So, you know, it, ladies it, and gentlemen, we the got capability exists. The capability exists. It's a matter of, 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 of actually mm-hmm. enabling those resources, you know? So, um, and in that instance, it was for 18 people. Uh, in this instance, it was for several hundred, which is one of the reasons why it scaled up. Yeah, we're, but, we're you know, closing the, in the, on the consequences. Yeah. The consequences, the consequences from law from, from like the federal agency's perspective of the the uh, of this investigation are different. Like, I don't think anybody's gonna. I don't think you, you're looking at a death penalty Guantanamo case. I, I guess one other thing that I, I, I want to see if you think there's something you can take from it, which is that you know, if if you look at the response between like the people fighting outside the white house last summer and then uh january 6th is that there there's kind of you you get safety in numbers to some extent like it doesn't always protect you you know a lot of people like i mean there's a there's a bunch of fed or a bunch of fed raids in atlanta at the end of last year for people who were involved in protest stuff but yeah like i guess it you know the, the 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 more unrest is happening the more sort of the harder it is for the crackdown to come. Yes. Um, which is why they, they tend to hold back. You know, um, security forces have a tendency. I mean, this is why I think it's very important. If there is another uprising situation like last year, um, you know, and I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that they've, I don't think that they, that is, that is over from their perspective. They are going to continue to do investigations into what happened in summer 2020. You know, there are investigations still ongoing from the stuff that happened in 2016, you know, with Standing Rock. So, you know, um, obviously, I you know, like the investigation in my, in my own in my own personal uh, case in 2010 seems to never end, right? You know, so uh, oh, it, you it had something matter. happen in 2010? <laughs> yeah, I had. <laughs> yeah, I got. I won't get into that. Yeah. But um, you know, the, but the the point is, is that is that the the one of the advantages that a federal that the federal government or state law enforcement has is time. You know, they, they don't have to always be there in a show of force. Um, so you want to reduce, you know, if, if you and, and that time can mean political changes. Right. You know, where a situation like under a Republican president will be different than a uh, Democratic president will be different than uh, a situation where they're where it's unclear who the president is. Well, this has been a fun one. Um Fun stuff to think about. <laughs> um, Chelsea, where can the good people or the bad people find you? Uh, the good people or the bad people can find me at xychelsea uh, on Twitter. I am at xychelsea87 on Twitch. I do some game streams uh, periodically. I have slowed that down a bit, though. Um, I have a Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash xychelsea um, for content uh, that I am currently uh, in the late stages of producing uh, for tech-related uh, things, uh, including you know things like cryptocurrency, artificial intelligence, surveillance, those kinds of concepts. Um, and uh, I am also on Instagram at, at xychelsea87. Uh, oh, and I have a TikTok now. So I will be, uh, I'm working on several TikToks that are related to these kinds of things. Um, privacy surveillance and uh protecting yourself um as i showed my my everyday carry bag was one of the first things that i showed awesome well all right uh find chelsea there and find us tomorrow with another episode of it could happen here talking about i don't know something 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 let's go oh actually garrison we know what it'll be why don't you put in a plug for the thing you did Oh yeah! Uh, tomorrow we uh, I will be releasing the first of a two-part episode on my trip to northern Minnesota. I traveled to an Earth First gathering and subsequent Stop Line Three protest camp. Um, was there for a little little over a week. Uh, was uh, present and documenting multiple kind of direct actions. And yeah, we'll be talking about both like Earth First and like the history of environmental organizing. And then the more modern kind of stop line three um, uh, protests going on and what Embridge is doing. So that that is going to be uh, the ne- next two episodes. We'll be covering that topic. All right. And actually, uh, and another f- fun, fun little side note. I just finished a video game called Telling Lies, which is about the uh, federal surveillance operation into an environmental protest group. And I think they hand this game was done very well. 
Um, I would love to talk about it more on the podcast eventually, um, after I do some more like reading on its development. But um, if you wanna if you wanna get a look at like potential ways feds do like surveillance, this game is actually a great example of how they infiltrate um, in, in environmental activist groups and different different methods they use to surveil surveil people and how they can pull like um, you know videos and phone records that kind of stuff. So just fun fun tangent on. These all all these topics. Yeah, this has been a fun fun day for everybody. Well, that's gonna do it for us. That it could happen here. Uh, oh, this until... wasn't even the heaviest stuff that I could get into. Robert. Well, we'll do that maybe in another week. Thanks, Chelsea. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, until next week or tomorrow, whatever. Bye. It happened. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal History. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.